Our reading this morning is from the poet Brian Doyle. <clears throat> it's called Prayer for Sunday Morning. Well, first, that another came around. Thank you for letting me breathe another day. And thanks for the scrap of sunlight, finally, after a straight week, no kidding, of rain and mist and adamant cloud cover, but who's complaining? And thanks for the shaggy, lazy piece of Sunday morning and the obese newspaper and the way you can stay in your bathrobe and the way bacon is allowed and the way people shuffle into the kitchen yawning and happy and the way there's no agenda except a vague shower schedule so as to make the morning worship service. And thanks for that service, which can be pro forma and dull and formal and check the box, but most of the time isn't. Most of the time it's warm and funny and populous and communal and sometimes even moving. And there's always babies and dogs and you sit in the back under the glowing windows and remember the church isn't a huge corporation as much as it's a vast amalgam of small villages in which people hold hands against the dark and believe in the unbelievable. Isn't that wild and cool? Well, you knew that. But I'm just saying thanks. This morning over coffee, and before I get the last shower, which is reserved for Dad, because he can stand the cold water best, I guess. <laughs> and so, amen. Here is our sometimes heavy world. Beautiful and terrible things happen. And so we come together, you and me, to keep our hearts tender and our eyes soft and keep our words true. Because this is what you and I are about after another summer. We know there is no answer but to love one another. We bear witness against unnecessary destruction. We gather in community to practice being the person that we look in the mirror and we say that we want to be. And friends, we cannot do everything. <laughs> I mean, we can only sometimes not even do a few things. But we can do something. And that something is never nothing. So let us forget our perfect offering here in these suburbs that seem to always ask us to do that. There is a crack in everything. Say with me, that is how the light gets in. So approximately 3,068 miles as the big bird flies across the sky from where we were sitting this morning on a northeast arc. There is a mountain. It's a wee mountain. But still not we enough that I cannot quite see the treeless top from the trailhead where we have parked the car. It is early evening, it is after six, but we are north enough that it will not get dark for hours still, or at least that is the assurance that William gives me, William who is named after William Wallace, the Scottish freedom fighter but who prefers to go by the less Braveheart name of Willie? 
Hey. Watch out, here comes an accent. Hey. We'll be fine. And back in time for tea and tipple, which is translated, that's, that's dinner and beer. Would a Scotsman lead you wrong? Is that that? It's not too bad, is it? All right. My, my wife is somewhere in the back going, oh, my God. <laughs> Would a Scotsman lead you wrong? It felt like a complicated question. And it's not actually unlike the complicated questions that the times we live in just ask of us, is it? Because the overstimulation of these times, to quote a New Yorker article I read this summer, these times make us lose track of time. We forget what happened a month ago. And if we look away for a day, we miss news that seems momentous to other people, only to, forget, to be forgotten too in a week. All of us are like in this endless triathlon of reading and talking and panicking, which creates the worst state of mind for answering complex questions and finding out what we can have faith in. Right? But let's not get all preachy yet. Let's walk with me up the trail. Uncommon for the headland range outside Edinburgh at really any time of year, that the sky was, was clear and blue and deep. And the sun was hovering full as it prepared to make its arc down the horizon on the western edge. And it wasn't, it wasn't long at all, maybe a thousand feet, before the rock soil trail turned left and up, and it, and it shared the whole journey ahead. It was a ribbon of foot-worn earth snaking through rising fields of green and blooming heather, just up right into the top of the blue sky. Anne Lamott, in the quote I gave us in our program, says that the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith, she says, is certainty. Because faith in, means noticing the mess, the emptiness, the discomfort, and letting all that be there until the light returns. It's a great quote, Anne. Except that when you're starting out on a journey, and you don't know how far you have to go, and you don't know when the sun is going to set, and the times are overstimulating, and the hurricanes of earth and life bring with them their quote-unquote cones of uncertainty, and undocumented babies are still separated from their mamas and their daddies despite court orders, and, and maybe you were waiting, as I was at the time, waiting to find good Wi-Fi so I could call home and hear what was going on with my dad's just-diagnosed cancer that would take his life, I think, three weeks later. I mean, in the midst of all of that, it sure is nice to see a path that's laid out in front of us, isn't it? It sure is nice. 
every turn, each rise visible to the eye so that you can, you can brace yourself and you can take a deep breath and say to Willie next to you, I, just a wee hill. You know those motivation posters, how they say that life is a journey and not a destination? Sometimes the destinations, can we just admit it, are really assuring. <laughs> Especially when we know how to get there. See there, says Willie, and he's pointing up, up to the right. And said, we're at another highland. That's a watchtower, he says. See out there. And then he's pointing out in the distance in another headland. And there's another watchtower. See all those headlands out there, he says. And he points to the one that are rimming the edge of the city of Edinburgh. To the towers all along there. Built, Willie says, to watch for threats. And if one person in those towers see a threat, they would light a fire. And then another would see that fire, and then they would light a fire. And the next one would light a fire all the way down the line so that everyone knew to get ready to brace themselves, to take a breath, and get ready to defend. Now, it is, standing there, I'm thinking, it is easy to romanticize a place, even a place that sells haggis in a can at the airport, <laughs> which I bought my son for his 18th birthday. <laughs> it is easy to romanticize a place and a time when you could have faith in a system like the watchtowers that everyone believed in and relied on to give them protection and comfort. It is easy to romanticize that. And while those days do not seem completely gone, my friends, it's also true that our once trusted sources of faith and authority and reliability have become splintered. They have become polarized, have become punditted, to make up a word, have become partisan. So whereas once facts were facts and truth was truth, or as Linda Crawford said in a meeting this week, Walter Cronkite, this old anchorman, used to be called the most trusted man in America. And people back in the day, sometimes horribly it turned out, could trust their priests to protect children. And presidents could be trusted to not politicize the death count of a hurricane or trusted to lower the flag on the White House to half-staff after the nation loses a senator who happened to disagree with him, or could be trusted that present to simply be kind. Back in the day when facts were facts and truth was truth, and Americans, you know, back in the day, it's easy to romanticize, would know what the watchtowers were and where they were located so that we could brace ourselves and take a breath. But now, it's like we have watchtowers everywhere. Each of us tending to our own watchtower and getting warmed by our own version of what we can put faith in. There's Fox News here and CNN over there and Kellyanne Conway with her alternative facts and talking heads there and Rudy Giuliani saying the truth isn't truth. I mean, no wonder people look at me like I'm crazy if I've, like I've got a kilt on in downtown Holliston on a Saturday afternoon when I tell them I'm a minister, a so-called person of faith, because what does that even mean? 
What does faith even mean when our life feels so uncertain, so pathless, so uncharted across the headlands of our time? Which is the mood I was in when I found the, the song that TNT played for us by Bird Talkers, a song called Heavy. I wonder if you heard the lyrics with me. I hope you did. Are you feeling fearful, brother? Are you feeling fearful, sister? The only way to lose the fearful feeling is replace it with love that's healing and leave what's heavy behind. Well, after an hour and 15 minutes, we finally made it to the peak and the wind was coming fierce and fierce into our faces from the valley below. Friends, the, the wind was coming from the east. And I could see all the way to the horizon, beyond which was the sea, beyond which was miles and miles, and then was Iceland, and then was Maine, and then was New York, and then was Lake Erie, and then Ohio, and then Illinois, I could see, and then, and then my dad. No matter how old you get, or if you become a parent yourself, or how complicated the relationship, or how bright or dim their light, our parents are always one of our watchtowers. And so I was thinking of him, and I was thinking of his fear, and mine too, and holding the heaviness of all that, and the heaviness of the times that is, it's not a mood, friends, it's an interpretation, it's a response to the world that we're living in. It's an accurate response that you have, that I have. And I'm wondering, and I know you're wondering with me, what it means to, to go forward into such open, unknown horizons such as this with with more courage than anxiety, with more trust than caution, with more faith than certainty. I was thinking all of that, and Willie taps me on my shoulder, and he points down to the left, 100 yards down on a plateau that, that juts out into that horizon, and it's, it's an edge, and it lead, leads nothing but into the air. And there, there's a woman and she's 40 feet from the edge. And she begins to run. Oh my God. But it's, but it's okay maybe because in her hands is a bar and over her shoulders are the wings of a glider. <laughs> I had you. <laughs> and she's running and she's running. And just as she gets close enough to leap, a big breath of air 
spirit of life pushes up the nose of her glider and it pushes her back, nearly on her back, away from the edge. She's undeterred, though. She backs up again and she puts herself in her starting position. And she seems to stare down, stare that uncertain horizon down. Her body seems to say that. This is just a wee jump. And she starts running and running and she gets closer and closer. And right at the edge, she rears up and she stops and pushes the nose down. She stops right at the edge, her body seeming to say, are you sure? Can you trust these wings? Can you have faith in this air? She backs up again. She seems in her backing up like she's more uncertain, but she still seems like undeterred. And she puts herself in her starting position. And she stares out into the open horizon and it's invisible currents, it's invisible pathways. You follow me? And her body seems to say, because we are embodied people, we don't just have brains, we live in our bodies. Her body seems to say, trust, trust, faith, faith. And she starts running, running, running. And just as she gets closer, a big breath of the spirit of life comes and pushes underneath the wings and lifts her body out into the open, trailless, uncertain, scary, beautiful, wild, empty, turbulent, twilight sky. I love you as your minister. This is my 16th year. So here's the thing. You know, we've got pew cushions and we can sit back in our chairs at home. We can find ways to be comfortable in life. And we need that. Boy, do we need that. But I also know that we are living in a world and sharing a life together that has us constantly on the edge of our seats. Seats that that might as well be a plateau, might as well be a headland. And wow, is there a horizon before us. And, And we don't know what watchtowers we can trust. And the currents, they're invisible. And the uncertainty is high. And we wonder, I wonder with you, you wonder with me, what it will mean to get a running start with our faith. So that we can, like that woman, we can leap into whatever we are facing, whatever's waiting for us, you know, whether it's a new job, whether it's the scary high school cafeteria lunchroom, 
whether it's accompanying an undocumented dad to court, whether it's a white privilege awareness class here at church, whether it's retirement, whether it's an empty nest, whether it's a doctor's appointment, a test result, whether it's the midterm elections, whether it's a new relationship, whether it's the last visit home to the hospice room to see your parent. And though I am, I am uncertain of so much, and I have way more questions than I have answers on these edges, on these plateaus, I believe this. You need to know what your minister believes. I believe that, that the bars that we hold on to are the hands in life that we hold on to. I believe that the, that the wings across our back is the community we create in our life. And certainly, this place is one of those communities. I believe that together we can step back and you and me, we can, we can get into the starting position and we can, we can start running. We can run to the edge and we, we, we can leap with just a wee, with just a wee bit of faith. Faith, that wee bit of faith that the breath of love, that the spirit of life will carry us up through the messy, turbulent, beautiful, wild, empty, uncertain horizons of our lives. If you don't think you have faith, I want you to look around and I want you to know that let us hold faith for you. If you don't think you can have trust, look around and let us hold trust for you. Friends, together, let us, let us do what TNT said. Let us, let's leave what's heavy behind and Let's fly.